When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello guys, it's Ollie here and welcome back to the NUFC blogcast. I thought we'd do one final Toon Transfer Roundup episode where we just look back at all of the transfers over the summer and in particular some of the sort of incomings and outgoings we saw on deadline day. So it wasn't the busiest day for Newcastle United but there was one player who came in. We've brought in a Norwegian youngster who we'll talk about. We've seen a few players leave and we've seen a couple of interesting stories as well. So yeah, here's a roundup of all the summer transfers in and out and some of the biggest stories from Deadline Day. So unfortunately, there was no senior signing for Newcastle on Deadline Day. Eddie Howe did say before the deadline and even in his press conference on Friday morning that uh, after Lewis Hall, we were pretty much done for first-team additions unless there was a serious injury to his squad. Now, obviously, Sven Botman limped off against Liverpool and there was worries there that he was going to be missing for a long period and therefore would have to go into the transfer window uh, and sign a centre-back. But Eddie Howe said this morning that Sven Botman's actually got a small chance of playing against Brighton. And obviously, with that in mind, if he doesn't play against Brighton, he should be back after the international break to play against Brentford and, and beyond. So, with that in mind, I think Newcastle didn't see a need to sign another senior player on deadline day. But... There was actually one rumour that popped up. So it came out from the Times at about nine, half past nine. So with a couple of hours left to do business, that Newcastle had launched a shock loan bid for Hugo Lloris, who's obviously the 36-year-old goalkeeper at Tottenham. Now, he's lost his place since Ange Postacoglu came in. And it left a lot of Newcastle fans scratching their head on social media, wondering why, why on earth are Newcastle trying to sign Lloris, kind of washed-up goalkeeper who conceded five in the first 45 minutes against Spurs a couple of months ago. Um, anyway, in that article from the Times, it said that Martin Dubravka was keen to leave. And because we've already let Carl Darlow go to Leeds, and obviously Dubravka was therefore looking to leave as well, apparently Eddie Howe was only willing to let Dubravka leave if he could bring in another experienced goalkeeper. So apparently we'd made a loan bid for Hugo Lloris on the basis that Dubravka might have left. Now... In the end, it turned out that that loan bid was accepted by Spurs, but Lloris himself wasn't interested in the move. So at the time of recording, it's what, half past 11, and there's been no sign of a goalkeeper arriving, no sign of Martin Dubravka leaving. So it looks like we're sticking with what we've got from a goalkeeping point of view. And as I say, there was no no senior signings made on deadline day. Um, but that, that Hugo Lloris rumour did come out of nowhere and suggested that Dubravka was looking to leave late in the day. Now... There's still a slim chance if, if the other windows that are still open. I know there's a couple of um, divisions, whether it's in Europe or around the world, that their deadline actually shuts next week. And obviously, Dubravka could still find himself a move away. And therefore, the only way we could replace him is if we brought in a free agent. So, for example, this is this is hypothetical, but Kasper Schmeichel is available. He's just left Nice. And uh, there's some people saying on social media there that if Dubravka does find a move away, to one of the other divisions whether the window is still open could we look at someone like Kasper Smigel but that's that's all hypothetical and hearsay to be honest it looks like we tried for Lloris but he turned us down so 
it seems like there's going to be no goalkeeper coming in, but that would have been a very surprised last minute signing anyway. So anyway, moving on to other other um, incomings. There was no senior additions, but there was actually a Norwegian midfielder, a youngster who signed on deadline day. So a player called Travis Hearns, who's a Shrewsbury Town midfielder, only 17. He's played three times for Shrewsbury in, in League Two this season. He became the youngest player to play in, in the uh, that division this year. Now, he not only played in the league a couple of times for Shrewsbury this year, but he's also played in the Carabao Cup against Leeds just this week. Um, he's a Norwegian under-17 international. He's a midfielder, and apparently he arrived on Tyneside on Thursday, but the deal was all done, and it's been officially announced by the club um, just a couple of hours before the deadline uh, struck. So he's in a sign-in for the academy. That's by no means a first-team addition, but he's a 17-year-old. Apparently Shrewsbury have a 20% sell-on clause there, uh, but he's really highly rated, and Talking of highly rated young players, uh, we released an exclusive back in July that Newcastle were close to signing an England youth international called Trevan Sanusi, who was at Birmingham but rejected a contract uh, extension at Birmingham and he's been available for, for sort of any any side to snap up over the summer. Now, we were told just before the deadline that Newcastle have now won the race to sign Sanusi. Apparently, the likes of what well, we were told, the likes of Man United, Man City, Spurs, Liverpool, we're all interested, but apparently that deal is now done. It's not been announced, but it looks like um, Trevor Sanusi is going to be the latest youngster to, to join the academy. So I know it's not particularly exciting for a lot of people to hear the likes of Travis Hearns, the 17-year-old Norwegian signing, and obviously Trevor Sanusi, a 16-year-old winger who plays for England's youth team. But I think it's quite exciting in many respects to see us investing in the academy and to be bringing in some of these okay, they're not household names by any stretch, but they're really exciting players for the future who will hopefully be first-team players in years to come. So there was no senior signing. There was Hugo Lloris rumours, which came to nothing. Um, Sanusi's done, apparently, but just not announced yet. But the club have announced that Travis Hearns has come in to join the academy. So that's it for for incoming signings. Obviously, on top of that, we've already made five senior signings, which we know about. So there was Sandro Tonali, 55 million from AC Milan. Um, we know about Harvey Barnes, 38 million from Leicester. Tino Livermento came in from Southampton for 32 million. There was Lewis Hall on a loan to buy deal from Chelsea, where it's a loan for the year, but then an obligation to buy him for 28 million next summer. And then the final deal, which was the first deal of the summer, was for Jan Kuba Minter, who came from the Danish league and was then immediately loaned out to Feyenoord. So they're the five signings we've made. Um, but there's obviously been a flurry of, of sort of under 23 signings as well. and, and academy signings further down the age groups as well so at under 21 level we've brought in Cathal Heffernan the AC Milan youngster who's Irish who plays at centre-back I think he made his debut for the under 21s last weekend um, he's come in there's Reese Byron the another Irish youth international who came from Bohemians he's an 18 year old goalkeeper and this is another one a bit like the Sanusi deal that hasn't been announced yet but we've been told that in the Milan winger Kevin Zeffi is going to be joining our under-21s, that hasn't been announced, but that's expected to go through. So, so yeah, they're just all the incomings from senior level to under-21s to, to under-18s and, and so on. Um, so, yeah, there's there's been quite a few there. It's not been um, it's not been as hectic as a summer as some people expected. I know some are disappointed that we haven't brought in uh, a centre-back, a right-sided centre-back to, to compete with, with uh, Fabian Shaw. And uh, on the right wing as well, early in the summer, there was a lot of links to the likes of Diaby, uh, James Madison, Sir Bosley, all those options who could have went on the right. But in the end, we brought in a left winger in Harvey Barnes. So 
I think right-sided centre-back and on the right wing, there may be positions people expected us to, to strengthen, but we didn't. But, um, but all in all, I think it's been a really strong summer. Some really good, exciting signings, not just for now, but for the future. Obviously, Tonali, Italian international, who's just been called up for the, the senior Italy team, was playing in the Champions League semi-finals last year. He's he's already coming and showing what he's all about. And Harvey Barnes is a proven Premier League winger. And then on top of that, in terms of players for the future and for now, Tino Livramento, one of the most exciting young Premier League right-backs, has come in to, to compete and learn from Kieran Tripp. Yeah, we've got Lewis Hall down the left who will give us something different to Dan Byrne. Um, he's obviously an initial loan deal, but he'll sign officially next summer. And then obviously Jan Cooper Mintner, who's went to Feyenoord, who should get great experience out there. So that's basically a roundup of all the all the sort of uh, rumours, official transfers and things that went on on deadline day and obviously what we've seen over the summer. Um, and yeah, next up, we'll look at some of the outgoings that happened on deadline day. So for outgoings, there was a bit of movement on deadline day. There was a lot of talk about Isaac Hayden and Jeff Hendrick. Now, the day kicked off with Isaac Hayden being linked with a loan move to Sheffield Wednesday, and it actually came out on Thursday night that he was down in South Yorkshire. He travelled there to complete a medical. Now, earlier in the week, Isaac Hayden was in London and was undergoing the first part of his medical at Luton. But for reasons that didn't really come out in the end, Luton pulled the plug on that deal and ended up signing elsewhere. Anyway, moving on swiftly from that, Isaac Hayden then looked like he was going to go to Sheffield Wednesday, but just like the Luton situation, it soon came out that Sheffield Wednesday had pulled the plug on a deal, and uh, it wasn't clear why, but it was suggested that fitness concerns had come into it. Um, I think he hasn't trained much over the summer, and he's had a lot of problems with his knees uh, over the past few years. I know his loan spell at Norwich last year had problems there. So anyway, at that point, Sheffield Wednesday had pulled the plug on a deal for Hayden, and it then came out from papers in Sheffield, the Sheffield Star, and I think Sky Sports and the Telegraph reported on it as well, that Sheffield Wednesday had turned their attention to Jeff Hendrick, because I think it came out just a couple of days ago that Sheffield Wednesday had made loan bids for Hayden and Hendrick. Um, and obviously, because they were no longer going to get Hayden, it seemed like they stepped up their attempts to sign Hendrick. And uh, yeah, long story short, just a few minutes before the deadline, Newcastle announced that Hendrick had joined Sheffield Wednesday on a season-long loan. So... Um, basically, Hendricks only got one year left of his deal at Newcastle. It expires next summer, and his move to Sheffield Wednesday is a, a season-long loan move. So essentially, when Jeff Hendricks' loan move at Sheffield Wednesday expires at the end of the season, he'll then be a free agent and free to free to leave and go where he wants. So, so yeah, Hendricks back in the Championship with Sheffield Wednesday. He spent last season with the Reading, and uh, I, I doubt Sheffield Wednesday are paying a massive portion of his current wages. I think he earns. I was told he earns just shy of 50000 a week, so I don't think a championship team who've just been promoted from League One um, will be able to pay sort of that much of that of that wage that he currently takes home per week, but there'll still be a, a sort of portion of that paid by Sheffield Wednesday, which will help Newcastle's wage bill. So yeah, we've got one player out in Hendrick to, to Sheffield Wednesday, and then back to Isaac Hayden, who was obviously left in limbo after Luton, uh, Luton sort of U-turned on his loan deal in Sheffield Wednesday, also looked elsewhere. The good news there is it's not being confirmed yet because I know the deadline here doesn't close until the 6th of September. But the good news for Hayden is that Standard Liège, a Belgian team, have been in talks with Hayden. Apparently they've made a loan bid and according to reports, he's heading over to Belgium to have a medical there. Now, obviously the last two times Hayden's have looked to make a move, 
there's been issues just when we thought the deal was about to be about to be concluded. So we'll obviously have to see whether Hayden's move to standard layer does go through in the next few days. But it does look pretty much like he's going to be going there. So yeah, that's a loan move for Jeff Hendrick to Sheffield Wednesday. A loan move to what? Well, what looks like a loan move to standard Liège for Isaac Hayden. We've obviously already seen Ryan Fraser, another one of those um, sort of fringe players who wasn't training with the first team. I know Eddie Howe has had Fraser, Hendrick, and Hayden all training separately away from the group with them, not having futures at the club. Um, so yeah, going through some of the other outgoings, we've obviously we know about Fraser going to Southampton a couple of days ago. That's another straight loan move to the Championship. Uh, Alan St. Maximan, just a roundup of the other summer exits. Alan St. Maximan obviously left for Al Ali in Saudi Arabia um, for a deal in the region of 25 to 30 million, I think. Although I think it's more on the side of 25 million based on what people have now said and the complaints that have come in from the Premier League. Um, Chris Wood, obviously last season, was on loan at Nottingham Forest, but that included an obligation to buy this summer. And Nottingham Forest obviously had to activate that with it being an obligation. So Chris Wood's left. Carl Darlow left for Leeds. That was believed to be only four hundred thousand pounds, which isn't much, isn't much money at all for Carl Darlow. But he's he's left obviously on a permanent deal for Leeds. We've got Jamal Lewis, who's left on loan for Watford. That was confirmed a good few weeks ago. Jan Cooper Minter, who initially signed from the Danish league, has gone straight on loan to Feyenoord, as we mentioned in the last snippet. Harrison Ashby, the right back, he's gone to Swansea, another Championship loan move, and he actually scored his first senior goal actually in in in, in his career for Swansea last weekend. Grant Cole, the Australian striker who spent last season at Hearts, he's actually in the Dutch league now, so he's went to Eredivisie side FC Valendum. So he'll play be playing in the same division as Jan Cooper Minter, but playing at Valendum there. From what I've seen, he hasn't actually been given much game time in these first few weeks there, but hopefully that changes for him. Um, a bit like Hendrik here, Kel Watts, he's out of contract next summer, but he's been loaned to Wigan, so. Kel Watts back back at Wigan. He spent a loan spell there. I think it was a season or two ago. Um, he's back in League One with Wigan, and obviously with his contract expiring at the end of this season, he'll be available on a free agent once that loan deal expires. Um, then a final two. I mean, this was this was back in June here, but Matty Longstaff and Kieran Clark were two players out of contract this summer who were then released. So this, there's quite a few exits to go through there. A lot of loan deals. Um, Three three sort of permanent exits in St. Maximan, Wood and Darlow. But in the end, a couple of players who actually did stay at Newcastle. I mean, obviously, this, as I've mentioned earlier, there's still certain windows across Europe and around the world that are still open. So the Saudi leagues, I think, doesn't... Um, the Saudi summer transfer window doesn't shut till next week. Um, the same goes for Belgium, as I've mentioned. But the likes of Matt Target, who apparently received loan bids from Fulham and Nottingham Forest at the club, rejected. It looks like Matt Target's staying. I know Eddie Howe was keen to keep him from what he said in his press conference on Friday. Uh, obviously, Martin de Brabke is another who looks who looks like he's going to stay. There was reported interest, I know, from Sky Sports saying that Besiktas were interested in Jamal Lascelles earlier in the week. But obviously, with, with us not signing a centre-back, with us having that injury scared to Sven Botman, I think obviously we've just decided to keep keep Lascelles. And uh, Javier Manquillo is another one. He was linked with a move to Spain. I was told a few months ago that Getafe and Girona, two La Liga teams, were interested in him. But again, it looks like he stayed and it was someone that Eddie Howe mentioned in his press conference who he was happy to keep. I think he wants depth at right back there. And we've obviously got Trippier, we've got Livermento, but Emil Kraft's still coming back from an ACL injury. So maybe he wanted that extra bit of depth with Manquillo. Um But yeah, I think that's pretty much a roundup of all of all the outgoings, really. So it's been a, a pretty busy... Um, 
busy summer in patches. Obviously, we haven't, like I've mentioned earlier, we haven't maybe got that right-sided centre-back we wanted. We didn't get the right winger. All the talk of a, getting a number six, sort of, sort of a holding midfielder that allowed Bruno to play further forward, ended up sort of turning into Sandro Tonali, who's more of a number eight who can get a bit further forward. So I would say, based on some of the priorities that were suggested earlier in the window, we haven't ticked all the boxes, but I think with FFP being an ongoing battle for the club, it was probably unrealistic for Newcastle to tick all of the boxes this summer and get every single position we, we plan to strengthen. So, um, so yeah, and, and just to finish, for anyone interested in the academy setup, just a few more players who've gone out on loan there. Uh, Joe White, an under-21 midfielder, tall attacking midfielder who I think's been training with the first team a little bit. He's went to League 2 uh, on loan. He's gone to Crew Alexander. Jay Turner, Cuckoo, featured over pre-season. I think he scored against Gateshead in our first pre-season friendly and again was part of the summer series tour in America with the first team squad. He has completed a loan move to St Johnston, a Scottish Premier League club, and actually made his debut for them last weekend in a 0-0 draw with Celtic. Uh, Matty Bondswell, the, the young left-back, who I think played not this pre-season, but the previous pre-season. He's in League 2 now on loan with Newport County. And there's also loan moves for... Cameron Ferguson, the son of Duncan Ferguson, he's gone to the Scottish Scottish League 2 with 4 for Athletic. And England youth goalkeeper Max Thompson, he's only 19. He's in League 1 with Northampton on loan. So, so yeah, just to finish there, there's a few sort of loan, loan moves for under-21 players looking for some game time. Um, but it's worth mentioning there that one player that hasn't gone anywhere is Lewis Miley. Obviously impressed so much over pre-season. And... Uh, it's to be expected, really. Eddie Howe was so impressed that he wanted to keep him around and thought he would learn more by training with the group than going out on loan when he was maybe too young to be to be out there on his own away from home. So, so yeah, that's a roundup of all of the summer business, all of the little rumours and official moves that were announced on deadline day. And, uh, yeah, the final Toon Transfer Talk episode of the summer. But, uh, yeah, thanks for everyone who's been listening to this recording we've done each week over the transfer window. Hope you've enjoyed and we've got plenty more episodes to come. I know me and Ed will be reacting at the Brighton game uh, just in a few hours' time. So, so yeah, thanks again for the support, everyone, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. See you later. Podcast Network.